Welcome to Full Scope, a podcast with two guys in their 20s, giving their perspective on the games that we love, headlines in pop culture, and the meaning behind it all. I'm host Winter Burns, and my counterpart, Sayon Morris, was not able to be here um, for tonight, but I'm joined by a special guest once again, David O'Jiggery, and he's been on for, uh, uh, past time uh, doing some album reviews, and for this one, he's going to be on uh, doing some basketball topics and, and some album reviews in the second half, but thanks so much for being back on, bro. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. I always like, you know, giving this reviews. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, bro. Um, and to start off with, with our first topic, with just thoughts on Katie's trade request and just the best fit for him. Um, you know, this breaking news took place uh, this past Thursday afternoon, and the Nets general manager is working with Durant and Rich Kleinman, uh, his business manager, on finding a trade. And, you know, he also signed a four-year contract extension that kicks in this week. And, mm-hmm. you know, whoever acquires him will, you know, have him through 2026. And Phoenix and Miami were, like, his his two picks of, like, the, the top two teams that he wanted to go to. But, you know, looking at this just major trade request and just the the different fit he wants, uh, what were your thoughts on when you heard the announcement and just where do you think he, he could possibly go? I was, like, really surprised about when I heard the that he was supposed to be traded. I was like, wow, where is he going to yeah. now again? <laughs> where, where, where are What's we supposed to put him? <laughs> yeah. But, like... Personally, I think if he goes back to the Warriors and stay with the Warriors, he will be like a really good fit for them. But if not That'll with the amazing. Warriors, yeah, I know. But if not with the Warriors, I feel like Miami would really could really use someone like him because he is really spectacular on the field and he knows he's like really experienced with so many different people to the point that I think he'll be able to like adapt to the way they play and he'll really be a good fit for Miami. But if not Miami, I think he, I really think he should go back to the Warriors. <laughs> Man, that that would be so interesting because honestly, the way he left, he, he it almost felt as though he was kind of annoyed with how much attention Steph was getting. Yeah, he was just like I'm in Steph's shadow. <laughs> like, 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 do you think like they could? And if it does happen, because they they have an interesting trade package, they could put in Paul Wiggins, Wiseman, and some other like draft picks. Like they could they could have like a really like interesting like like trade package. Like, do you think? Like, if KD comes back, it would be one of those things where Steph is just like, hey, like, we can do this again. Or would it be, like, a little awkward, like, when he first gets back in there? I think it would be like, we could do this again. I don't think that yeah. stage of awkwardness should be there at this point. Like, it's, yeah. been, it's been a long time. You've played among yeah. like, different, <laughs> different great players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but, I, I mean, and, and this has been the— in terms of with the Suns, like do you kind of, do you kind of feel as though it's one of those things with that big three? If it actually happens, it would be because I was even talking about this with my brother last night. Yeah, their defense would be completely shot. Like they wouldn't have. Like, yeah, any that's what I'm saying. Because you would you would lose DeAndre Ayton, a really good defender. Like when you're playing against teams with more size, you would really be at a disadvantage. Exactly, the dynamic of the team would like be completely changed, and I don't think he would be a good fit for the Phoenix. Honestly, just looking at the way things are, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and, and now moving on to just kind of thoughts on what, you know, what's the next move for Kyrie. Um, you know, he recently opted in for a 36.5 million option with the Brooklyn Nets and, you know, now is listed the Lakers as a team that he wants to work on a sign and trade deal with. And there's even the report of last night of the Lakers and Nets working on uh, a, a Westbrook, uh, a Kyrie swap, but <laughs> you know, l- looking at, at this though, cause it, cause it's crazy. Cause like you could possibly have a, a Kyrie and LeBron reunion. Yeah. And there's also the, the thing of, Obviously, like with with the Lakers, it would it wasn't working out with with their big three with Westbrook and and Davis. Like, how do you think that fit could possibly work with Kyrie? And also, just being able to rely on him because he's that type of player that it's very hard to rely on. But mm-hmm. you do know that that him and LeBron have that championship experience. I think like Kyrie is a great player. Now, him coming, I don't know about 
the swap with the. Uh, I think that he he would be yeah. If you take Westbrook out and swap him with Kyrie, it would be a really good fit. But I don't know about team. yeah. It would be a better team. But I don't know right now if LeBron will be able to like keep up. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. like, Man, he's not the same LeBron that he was. Not twenty sixteen anymore, bro. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't, know, I don't know if you'll be able to keep up because it's one thing to play like years ago and be like dominant, but now oh, yeah. I don't. You know, it's styles have changed. <laughs> It's 37. It's 37. Yep. <laughs> like that's a big, I'm telling you, man, like 33 or 37, those are like those are those are those are big, big years in terms of a gap. Yeah. It's just gonna it's gonna be a lot for them to like keep up. Yeah. Absolutely. And and, and I mean when you when you look at, at at especially with with the West and you know with what the words have been able to do, like do you feel so it's one of those those things, it's especially when you see teams in the West, it almost feels as though everybody is kind of like rushing to make a big move so they can keep yeah. up with the Warriors. You know what I mean? Like, with, when they saw with what the Warriors did in their young quarter, like, okay, this team might have another run for the yeah. next two, three years. Like, like how much of that do you think is kind of influencing these West teams to try to, like, make b- big moves so they can keep up with Golden State? I think everyone is trying to, like, you know, get good, better players or upgrade their team that they already have and get better and start putting in the yeah. work for them to be able to, like, you know, get the championship. Because the way I look at yeah. things, it looks like, the Warriors can have it again if they wanted to. <laughs> oh, yeah, they could. Just, the they thing. could have it again if they wanted to. Yeah, they're a really strong team. And they've been through... I feel like it's one of those teams that have been through so many failures to the point where they understand the game to a uh, to a fault where if something happens, they can, like, they know what the quick change is. So, like, they can, if a player gets injured, you know, oh, you go in, something like that, you know? They know the plays down to every little detail because of how much they've been through. And another thing I'm gonna I'm gonna mention though uh, another thing I was talking about uh, uh, last night, um, Golden State Milwaukee is the finals we need to see eventually. We yes. have to see that finals eventually. Yes, that, I really want to see that finals. <laughs> that like, is like, what I you, was when expecting. Think, when, when you think about that th- that matchup, if that possibly happened, like what would stand out to you the most? Because obviously, like Golden State, they always focus on taking away your best player. Yeah. But when it's Giannis, you know he's gonna get his. Like, like what do you think about about, about a possible? Ma- obviously, like, th- this is way down the road. But I feel as though next year, if we ever got, if we ever had a matchup like that, that would really be an interesting final. That would be a great finals. I want to see the match. I want to see how um, Giannis like gets through the defense of the Warriors. I want to see how the Warriors get through the defense of the books. I want to see who are they going to put to be on defense on Giannis because I don't know who's going to stop him yeah. <laughs> in the in the Warriors. But I no one see- can <laughs> honestly. <laughs> That is it, but like I want to see what Steph is able to do. How is how like much he's able yeah. is going to push himself, you know, to actually beat them if they, if they can. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and, and now, kind of getting into to Rudy Gobert being traded to Minnesota, and you know what's next for Utah. Um, you know, this past week he was traded to the Timberwolves in exchange for for Patrick Beverly, Malik Beasley, Walker Kessley, and also a few first round draft picks. And you know, Gobert has been named an All Star three times while earning. Um, all NBA second team honors in 2017, but you know, to you in terms of this trade in the, in the Gobert era, you know, ending in Utah and them, you know, they always were able, you know, they had really good, successful regular seasons, but never, you know, got past the second round and just yeah. had that potential that we expected. Like, what do you think about this trade for them, and also just what's next for Utah? Because there's also the the questions of what Donovan Mitchell's going to do a- after this. I honestly don't have much to say about uh, Rudy because he's like one of those guys that I don't really focus on. But, yeah. but like, 
afterthought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's like, one of those. Get, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of those players, like you know, you can kind of count on. Sometimes, like when the team is yeah. like going down, you can kind of oh, I can count on that dude, you know, to show up. To the that's team. Not a tough player. Yeah. Like him, and, not... him and Carl Anthony Towns. Like that's not a that's not a, an yeah. imposing duo. Like <laughs> I feel like it's not a good matchup with Patrick uh, Pat Bev though. You know, I feel like someone better should have been traded for Pat Bev. But you know, it's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I think the Definitely. Jazz, the Jazz using the Jazz could really use someone like Pat Beverly to uh, bring the game up to where they need to be right now. Be more gritty. Be, mm-hmm. be, a, tough, be a tougher team. Yeah. And they, they definitely need that. Um, Like, with Donovan Mitchell, like, do you feel as though he needs to be in a different... Because, like, they could... There's either two things you talk to do. They could build around him, or they could just be like, okay, we're going to completely rebuild and let him go to, a, like, a bigger market. Because there have been some, some reports about him wanting to go, like, a team, a team like New York or a team yeah. like Miami, where he could be, like, the second option again. Like, do you think that could possibly be a fit for him where he goes to a different team or just tries to like you know stay with utah and, and build something here i think he should stay with utah and then build something around he should build something with utah like so they can build around him just like the way uh yanis is doing i think that would be that would really work for him absolutely and 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 looking at, at other free agency uh free agent destinations obviously like malcolm brogdon he went to boston recently and galinari and also you have uh the, the moves of uh pj tucker and daniel yeah. house to philly like, have there been any other free agent moves that that have kind of surprised you or, like, like that have stood out to you in the past few days? Nah, not really. I'm looking forward to, like, who the books, if the books are going to uh, recruit anyone. That's what, mm. that's something. Who do, you, that, who, do you think they, who do you think they need? <laughs> I think they need an offensive, they need an offensive player. They need a mm. great offensive player. Because I think the defense is solid, but I think they need an offensive player. Cause, okay, Yanis uh, is good. He has the help of uh, what's his name? I always call him Cash Money. What's this? Oh, <laughs> is it Chris Middleton? There we go, Chris, Mid- Chris, Chris Middleton. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he has the help of Chris Middleton, and you know, someone like that is good. But I think they need a third person. You know, they need like you know that third person that they can count on offensively. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and another thing, especially like we saw in this past finals with, with the Celtics and Warriors, just two like really high level defensive teams and also just <laughs> the Warriors being able to adjust those last three games and, you know, looking forward with, with what both teams have. Obviously, Boston has made moves and Golden State is looking to make some some more moves in the, in the uh, in free agency. And, yeah. and if, if they get Kevin Durant, like, I mean, like that's a, 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 yeah, a that's really a big move. <laughs> um, but, but but in terms of looking at these two teams as, as presently constructed, like which one would you... Would you say like ha- would you still give the edge to to, to go and say to have a better chance to get back to the finals or do you think Boston could, could possibly obviously like you don't want them to get to the finals over Milwaukee yeah <laughs> but, but, but like, <laughs> like looking at both teams like like how do you how do you view them going forward to next season uh, for the next season I feel like if this ever happens where the Celtics and the Warriors are matched up again I think the Warriors will still have the upper hand because yeah I think the Celtics find it okay from the last season they're finding it harder. They're playing seven games with teams that had, like, one dominant man. I'm not saying the rest of the team are not working hard, but, like, teams that have one player that stands out, one star player, and you can't... And you struggle with that team to play all seven rounds to win, I don't think you're gonna do that much against the Warriors. <laughs> like, like where, that Milwaukee series, like, that Milwaukee yeah. series should have gone seven. I, I like, honestly, with all due respect yeah. to Milwaukee, like, they didn't, they didn't even have Chris Middleton. And that exactly. Like, I feel like uh, they would have like no. The Warriors 
would have so much upper hand against the Celtics. Like this past season, I called the game. I said, um, the uh, the Celtics are going to win and then the Warriors are going to clear it. That's it. <laughs> They're going to yeah. win a couple games and the Warriors are going to clear it. That's and the Warriors are going to close it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could see that from the start. And that's, that's, that's what start. happened. That's what happened after game three. Like, everybody was like, oh, man, like Golden State is not going to win this one. Boston going <laughs> to like, come on, man. Yeah. You've seen this team time and time play. Again. Yeah. We've seen this time and time again. Like, they figure it out after, after a couple games and then win in six. Yeah. That's just it. Yeah. They have been through so much to know what to do. Yeah. Definitely. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show, and now we're getting to the second half of our topics. And to start with our first album review with Chris Brown's Breezy and just thoughts on, you know, how this album compares to some of his previous ones. Um, you know, in this album, you know, there's just a balance of, of superior vocal skills as we always see from him. And, you know, he's, he's still able to bring in a smooth hip-hop tracks. And, you know, with this being his 10th album, you know, you can still see all of just the different styles he can implement into his songs. But uh, to, to, to you, David, as the biggest Chris Brown fan in the world, <laughs> the, the president of his fan club, <laughs> this man cannot wait for this album to drop. We've been talking about it so much, but yeah. what, what were some of your thoughts on this album and just like some of your your main takeaways from it in terms of what you like? It was better than I expected. I would give it mm-hmm. like the 10 out of 10. You know, I loved the... This album was amazing. It was it was great. <laughs> Majorly because like I was waiting for almost about two years for this album yeah. to drop. Yeah. Uh, I think I uh, what I liked the most was how he was able to like work with so many different artists, and you know made the sound, made the entire album have just you know one genre uh, in t- in total. Uh, I think that you know working with old artists like that we haven't heard of, like you know the possessive. There we go, Chris Brown and uh, Lil Wayne. I feel <laughs> like I was not yeah, expecting Wayne, that. Wayne went off. Lil Wayne, Wayne went really, off. <laughs> yeah, he really put in the work for this song. Yeah, yes, Chris Brown put in the work for this album. I like the that he put on her, Bryson Taylor. It's G, bro. It was it's SCG. Yeah, yeah man, that was dope. And, 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 and I mean, when you look at just because. Honestly, like when when I look at, at what he's done in the past and just what he even what what he's doing now, his work ethic and how much he puts in, like you, you know, he had that thing about he's got like two hundred fifty unreleased songs. Yeah, I mean, like that's just as that like like when you really think about that in terms of how much music he's making, like he constantly he pays he really pays attention pays attention to all the details because he never like shortchanges any effort. Like what has impressed you the most about you know just what he's been able to do in his career overall? Because like. Even looking back at all of all of his best albums, he's always able to find um, the best artist to work with yeah. and we're able to like fit what he's trying to do. I like the fact that he never lets himself, he never drags himself down. He never lets whatever going on outside his music put him down. I like that he always tries to show up whenever he can. He always tries yeah. to put in, he always tries to give the best version of himself whenever he's up there, whenever he wants to deliver, whenever, be it music-wise or like, you know, uh, relationships uh, with his family. And yeah, he always tries to be there. I like the, for like the, for all his past albums, every time that I see a different artist and or a different vibe, I always look up those artists and try to, you know, see their his, uh their songs and you know their patterns and stuff and i always see something unique that they always either either it's him or them they, they always try to 
switch up a little bit just to fit that album. Now, that that only tells me one thing. That's, that's something about uh, relationship with someone else. Like, you can't work with this many people and, you know, keep bad relationships with them. This has to be like... You, I was listening to... Uh, it's got to be solid relationships. Yeah. Relationship. I was listening to... Uh, <laughs> To one of his interviews with Big Boy TV, and yeah, Big Boy. yeah. and I and he said something about Wizkid about being with him, you know, being friends with him for about fifteen years. This is like their first song together. Wow! I'm oh like, my I'm crazy. like, wow! <laughs> like you, why would you be friends if I was a musician like Chris oh, Brown? We been doing I, so we songs. Still, we yeah, we would have been doing a lot of songs album. together. <laughs> so like, I feel like he's someone who puts his relationship, you know, ahead of his career and you know puts a lot of value into his relationship so you know i'm really impressed i'm really proud of this album i love the yeah. fact that he named this breezy <laughs> as his 10th album i hope it's not gonna be the last though <laughs> man i mean and and and, and, and that's another thing though because like do you feel as though he's gonna take a break after i know you don't want him to. Like, <laughs> i do not want him like, to <laughs> he's going on he's going on tour he's going he's going on tour uh, uh um I, I, I believe like the rest of the, yeah. the rest of the summer, probably mm-hmm. later July for this album. Like, yeah. Do you think it's gonna be one of those things where he probably probably just maybe takes a, a year and a half to, uh, to to kind of wait for the next one, or like like what do you think his thought process? is? I be? think he's probably gonna wait about a year plus before he yeah. gives us another one. Yeah, but if it, if it is longer than that, I would say it's probably uh, his family because you know he just had a third one. He just had uh, a yeah. little girl. I want to take. T- t- Probably, probably like take care more. Yeah, of take care more of his family. Different, different aspect of his life. Yeah, even his uh his deluxe album is supposed to come out on July eight. From what mm. I yeah I saw it from his story, it's supposed to come out on July eight, and then with that, I feel like you know he's just gonna like okay, uh, I've given you guys this. This should last you for a while. I'm gonna take yeah. a break, take a step back a little bit, then come back. Yeah, but I don't think Definitely. he's. He always has his foot on the gas. I don't think he's one that's just going to... Yeah, I don't think he he's just going to take long up. breaks. Yeah. He does not take long breaks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I mean, uh, now getting into kind of just like like favorite tracks and also like best feature on the album. Um, but like for me, my top three is is Sleep at Night Harder and Pitch Black. Like, yeah, those, those are tracks, good. And I was even telling you, like the second half of the album, I think is is the one I prefer more because the first half, half is really good as well. Yeah. But the second, when he just gets in his bag like by himself, like nobody. Yeah. Else, <laughs> yeah I'm like clear out. I'm like man, he's 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 getting into it. He's like, in like, it. Like, w- w- to, to, to you, like w- w- like how would you rank your 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 top three favorite tracks in the album? That is really hard, but <laughs> for my third uh, top three, I'll probably pick Sleeper Night or Luckiest Man. Uh, yes. Then my second one would be Dream. And third one would be Slide. Nice. What I like about this album was that the first half, he showcased, like, you know, his uh, versatility. Like, I can work with this. I can do that. I can do this. I can do that. You know, let me give out to you. Let me give my all to you. Then in the second half, he was like, okay, let me speak my mind. Like, let me tell you what's on my mind about this album. Let me tell you. What's, you know, what I'm thinking deeply. Not me just, yes. not just saying, yeah, he's, you know. He slowed it down. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and another, one of the other, other critiques I've seen for this album was, I don't know how you felt about Addicted, but the, with the little Baby verse, some people were saying like, oh man, like that was too long of a verse. Like <laughs> he, 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 he should have split it up more for Chris. Like, 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 how did you feel about that, that song and that verse? Cause I, cause I thought it was a good track, 
but some people have given the critique of like it almost felt like a little baby song more than they did a Chris Brown song. I think it was a good track, but here's the thing with maybe the thing with that song. I feel like I feel like the song was made in more in Lil Baby's style than in Chris Brown's style. Yeah. yeah. So Chris in this song, so it was like more of Chris Brown trying to fit in to Lil Baby's vibe than Lil Baby. Weird yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, Chris, what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's what happened. So it must have been something in the studio. Maybe they were just talking about it, and he was like, "You know what? Let's use your stuff. You know, give me some ideas, something like that." You know, but I I still feel it's a really good song. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, who, who do you think had the best feature on this album? Ooh, <laughs> probably probably Bryson Taylor. That needy right here. I'm, I I love that song. That I love that. Yeah, song. yeah. Bryson's one of my favorites. He. He put his best in that. Yeah, I, I, I feel like that Bryson Taylor did really good out of all the features. And and you see, you, you, like like you can kind of see the blend of that because yeah. it's, it's a little bit of a Bryson Taylor song and it's a little bit of a Chris Brown song. Like it was like the perfect. It was like, even, it yeah, yeah, one one more or the other. Yeah. What do you think about um, the uh, Jack Harlow on Psychic? Oh yeah, we got we got to talk about that. We talk about that man. I'm I'm sorry, I've been holding back. <laughs> I didn't like I didn't like Jack Carlos verse, bro. Wow. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't and, and I I liked more of Chris's side to it. And I'm not trying to, trying to put down what Jack did, yeah. but I didn't feel as though like I felt as though his his flow was just kind of a little monotone. He didn't add like a lot of energy to the song. Yeah. I feel as though, and, and that's all really all what I really wanted because I feel as though the artist that did really good mapped Chris's energy, and on that one, I just didn't feel like it, it matched what what Chris was trying to do. Yeah. I feel like Jack would have done better in some other song. Like, uh, yeah. let's say, like, the... There were a couple of beats. There were a couple mm-hmm. beats I heard. I was like, man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't think, like, Psychic... Yeah, I don't think Psychic was the song Jack was looking for. I don't know. He should have gone with something like, uh, with HG or, you know, um, let's see. He could have been on the SG song. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, SG, yeah. 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 Now I, I I from from I'm gonna tell you what the intro, bro. The intro is dope. oh yeah. And that's another thing I heard like like um um on, on a different podcast. Joe Button was saying like Chris Brown always knows how to pick like the right intro, like the intro that's gonna be like okay, like he does, like, like that's how we're gonna build it up. Like like what I what I was mentioning with the intro, like what were some of your thoughts on that intro? Because like I really feel as though it was one that was really. It really set the stage for what the album was going to sound like, and how he wanted to, to like get into it. Uh, like, how, how how did you feel about that intro and just what he's been able to do with passengers? Because he usually he always picks like specific ones that are going to like yeah. fit what he's trying to do with an album. I feel like he always because Chris Brown is not someone who just like you know there are artists who just sing you know, and then there are artists who also play instruments and sing, and there are artists who are actually who live on music. So yeah. I feel like Chris Brown is one of those artists who knows the sound he's looking for before he even puts down the lyrics. And then he puts the lyrics down, you know, to match the song. But I feel like he always, he's always looking for something that would, you know, click, something that would speak to him a lot more than, you know, just putting down some lyrics, putting down some words and just singing it. You know, I feel like he's looking for something that would actually tell a story. That's what I feel like he looks for before putting down his intro. Those intros were really, really, really good. Oh yeah. yeah, absolutely, man. Um, the the Fabio Foreign song. I I I, I were, were, you, were you a fan of that one? Not really. Not really. Because honestly, I was I liked it, but the vibe was good. The beat was good. I I don't know. I 
I feel like five years, you know, should have been on a different song. I would love for someone else Same to thing be with there. Jack. Yeah, I would yeah. love for someone else to yeah. be there. And and and, and 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 kind of another thing that 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 I was I was feeling with this with Chris and her, bro. Like like Chris they, Brown and her, man. They, they have like they have a chemistry. I'm telling you, <laughs> and, 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 and that's the thing I was feeling because like every time I hear them on a song, like it's just it's just amazing quality. Yeah, like, they 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 both sound so good. Like like what were some of your thoughts on that? Because that's one of to me his best duos that he that like that he's ever had. But like him, him and him and her are just, are just like a really good duo. I feel like they understand each other a lot better. You know when mm-hmm. you know when you are with that friend that you know knows what you're going through because they've gone through the same thing. Yeah, and you know, as you speak to each other currently, you know, and I think like their relationship is a lot deeper than they show. So like when they come together to sit down and write something, they actually know what to do, and then you can actually, you know, you can actually feel the song on a deeper level. Yeah, that's what I feel like. I feel like they have a really strong chemistry. That's why they always never fail to put out something great. Mm-hmm. Now. And Giveon is waiting. Giveon, don't worry. Giveon, we, 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 we are about to review your album, but we had to do a long review for Breezy. Yeah. David, 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 this. this or Indigo? Which, oh. one, which one do you prefer more? Oh. Which one do you prefer more? Because oh. you know you got to do it. You gotta wow. From your last two albums. You got to put me that. there. Okay. This is one of the last ones. <laughs> Um, honestly, I would pick this over here. Honestly. Yeah, honestly, honestly we'll I'm pick listening to this. this one way more. Yeah. I'm listening to this one way more, bro. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, bro, like, when your, fa- when your favorite artist puts out a, a new album that you like better than the last one, that's, yeah. that's one of the best films in the that world. That is. That's one of the best films <laughs> in the is. world. When you got with something newer. Because yeah. you have a lot of new yeah. stuff to, you know, go over. Definitely. Um, and, and, and now getting into Giveon's Give or Take album and just kind of thoughts on, on how this debut sounded. Um, you know, in this album, Giveon puts just a different twist on traditional soul music and, you know, the soothing nature of the production is top tier as the vocal range is, is displayed uh, in impressive fashion. But um, what were your thoughts on this album and just the maturing viewpoint of Giveon as an artist? Because I really have been waiting for an album, a, a full album from him because yeah. he's put out, you know, EPs and singles. But yeah. this felt like a full body of work where he really was like laying out everything he's been through. Because mm-hmm. this man has been through some situations. He like, has. Like you can tell when a guy's been through something. Like, man, you guys been through it. <laughs> you know, you know when he put in those lyrics, you know. And you've been I was thinking, like, oh, man, yeah. he's going through it. <laughs> I feel like Definitely. he really, you know, outdid himself on this album. I feel like for a debut album, this is really good work. I feel like he's one of those artists oh, yeah. where you know that he is actually here to stay and he's singing his heart out, you know. I feel like he's not just some artist that just writes down stuff, you know? He actually is writing down his life story, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it's a lot yeah. deep. Yeah, and, 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 and that was, like, another thing, because it almost feels as though, like, he's literally telling you the trajectory yeah. of his life. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, is it... When, when, when you hear an artist do that, like, is it one of those things where you can automatically tell, or, like, do you need, like, a cup like, a couple more listens to get it because like when i when i first heard this album i was like no nah, he's telling like real life stuff like, yeah this, this, this isn't something like makeup this is something that he's actually gone through you can i feel like he this is one of those uh albums where you can tell without you know listening twice before you know that yeah. he is actually you know telling you stuff he's actually telling you what he's been through <laughs> yeah he's actually uh giving out you know his best singing out his heart i watched some of the videos on youtube uh the yeah it wasn't it wasn't too much, but you could see from the videos what he was trying to say. Like, you know, a lot of stuff that he's gone through. Uh, you know, the videos don't say that much. You know, he just vibes on the video. 
But when you look at the lyrics, look at how much work he put into it, you know, you can tell, like, you know, he gave his all for this. Definitely. Um, and and, and kind of now get into, like, some of the tracks that, that, that stood out to us. Because, like, Trying to Be was a really good track to oh, me. Yeah. Um, Scarred, um, you know, Unholy Matrimony. Like, there were so many good Like, I, I saved, like, most of the <laughs> I album. saved a lot. Honestly, bro, like, there are so many, uh, uh, so many j- j- just keepers on this album. Like, wh- wh- what would kind of be some of the tracks that you went back to the most or, or some of your favorite ones? Uh, Lost Me, Make You Mine, and yes. uh, Lie Again. Those three were some of the songs that I, those, those three were like the major ones that I went back to over and over again, especially Lost Me. I don't know, the vibe to that just, it just keeps you going. I was running one morning and I just put that song on repeat and I could, I was not even feeling the run. I was I was just going. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those songs that you get into and you just you just keep vibing to it because some you sometimes you want to uh, especially make you mine. You think about the lyrics and then you put yourself in his shoes. In you know, situation. yeah, you put yourself in that <laughs> yeah, situation. You, do you that. just start thinking about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and, and I mean like. Uh, when you look at him as such a young artist, like he's he's only twenty seven, like like he has yeah, so much, he has left, so much left time in his career, left in his career. Like like, what do you think he, or, or, or like, what do you want to see from him going forward? Like, do you want to see him like continue to evolve in this same like in, in in the same like space that he's in now? Like, continue to making the music that he is now, or do you want to see like maybe something different? Because me, me and Savon talk about all the time. Like when we see a young artist come out with a, a solid, like a really good debut yeah. album. We always wonder, like, like how are they going to build on that and continue to, to evolve in, in their in their process? I feel like I want him to continue in this vibe, in this, you know, where what the path he has laid for himself. I want him to continue in it. I don't want him to switch into something. If this different. is his debut album. Yeah, this, if this, this is, is his debut album. Exactly. Man, exactly. <laughs> I want to see the kind of artist he's going to work with. I want to see the kind of stuff he has planned out for you know the next three to four years. I want to see what he has installed for us. Yeah, because he's yeah. really young and he has a lot of potential. Definitely. And, 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 and before we get to our last uh, album review, uh, I, to me, like, skill, like, my top album of the year, Kendrick, Kendrick yeah. Lamar's Miss Morale and the Big Steppers, it, it's just, it, it was just, a, it was amazing to see, like, he's able to take such a long break after Damage from 2017 and then yeah. come back with an album that, you know, that, that's really focused on therapy and yeah. just kind of, like, his marriage and his family, you're, you're kind of seeing a different Kendrick. Yeah. Um, and, and really in this album, like, like what were your thoughts on this album and just maybe like some other albums uh, like out of this year that have stood out to you and, and the ones that you, that you keep going back to? Uh, I'll say Kendrick's album is really like the top album that I've been going back to. Cause if you, li- if you really listen to the album, he's, and you can fit in a lot of what happened, uh, especially from the year 2020 with the pandemic, mm. you can fit it with what happened in his life. You know, 2017 went through writer's yeah. block. All of that, you that can, was crazy. You can fit it all together and you know put the pieces together. He's really been talking about a lot of things, especially uh, on the song. I think in five into the N95. Yeah, N95. Yeah, crazy. That song really spoke. You know about a lot of stuff that was happening in the pandemic, and you know about stuff maybe the. Uh, politicians and you know everything that's happening he really put his out uh, heart out on that album it, it, it really is su- such an impressive album like, like yeah. are, are there were there any other albums to you to you this year that, that that you that you keep going back to or just some standout ones like to me Kalani's Blue Water Road 
an amazing. I, I just love Kalani as an artist. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a yeah. mirror vibe. It's just always, always on point. Um, were, were there any other albums outside of Breezy? Outside of Breezy, <laughs> because we know we already know we already know like that. That is your number one. But were, are, are there any other albums that that, that, that you kind of keep going back and listening? to? I keep going back to uh, Blast album, No Love, No Loss, the Deluxe. Yes. Yeah, oh my <laughs> goodness, we reviewed that. That album is crazy. I go back to the Before You Go his album. Yeah. Yes. Blast is. He's an amazing artist. I was looking forward he to. He fits on he, every feature. Yeah, he fits on, even speaking of breeze, he fits on every feature. Like, like, like me and Savon talk about it every week. Like, he just does not miss on. Features. He does not. He, he does yeah. not. He is phenomenal. Definitely. Um, and, and I'll get into our last album review with, with Bill K. Bill K. Odyssey's Black, uh, Bill K. Vintage, the reprise review. Yeah. Um, this album is, is a six song, you know, expansion of his debut album released last year, and this edition opens up um, Juan up even more as a songwriter and the broader perspectives he touches on with. You know, this debut is, you know, displays the intimate stories of Black experiences. Mm-hmm. And there's also features from the likes of Mareba, Baby Rose, and Benny the Butcher. Um, but but kind of like, w- w- what were some of your initial thoughts on this album and some of the things that stood out to you in it? What stood out to me was uh, the fact that I never listened <laughs> to this dude a lot. Anything that he put- <laughs> yeah, I never, like, I wasn't really into his vibe. I was vibe. wondering how you were going to react to it. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really into his vibe until, like, I heard some songs on this. And I was like, bro... This takes me back. Like, uh, yes. 1980, uh, Drinking Good, you know, it took me back to, oh, uh, yeah. do you listen, if you ever listened to uh, the Jay-Z 2017 album, uh, 444, it took oh, me yeah. back I to that, that vibe. Album. It took I, me back to I, that vibe. David, I literally listen to 444 <laughs> once a week. Like, like that is one of my favorite albums ever. <laughs> that vibe, I was like, wow, this is giving me a Jay-Z vibe. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love the, I also love the song, um... Uh, I think it's Ghost Ride. Yeah, uh, that Ghost Ride was probably one of my favorite on the album, just because of how it's lyrically. I think he is he is very specific in what he puts out, you know, so he can easily pass his information across. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, and and, and, and and that really is another thing because, like, when an artist is able to just like kind of bring something, because like I definitely got that vibe as well. Like, like, like it, it definitely gave me four, 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 uh, four, four, four vibes like in it, like. When an artist, like, do you feel as, because I almost feel as though he probably studied that album. Yeah. And studied parts of it. Like, do you feel so it's one of those things where he was kind of like, kind of like listening to the album a lot, taking parts of it, and then trying to put it in this project? I feel like he is one of those artists that has people he looks up to. So, (laughs) probably Jay-Z. And he's probably been listening to that album over and over and over again. To where that's become, that the album has become like part of him, part of his vibe, you know? So, to where... Because once I listened to that, that was just like what clicked in my head at first. I was like, this sounds like this album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, and, 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 and before we go, the album that I know caught David, caught, caught everybody off guard because we weren't <laughs> expecting the album to sound like, honestly, never mind. Yes. Um, and, and, and I, I honestly, because obviously, like, I'm, I'm a big Drake fan, that I really, I really like how he, he dropped that album at the right time to me. Yeah. Like, I feel for like a did. summer album, that I'm telling you, like people are are going crazy in the club, play- he did. <laughs> like, like dancing all those tracks. I'm seeing so many people say, "Oh man, like that album is sitting different now," because he always finds the right time to drop an album. Yeah, like, to, to to you, like obviously it wasn't with that being a surprise album. He knew what he was doing, like dropping it strategically in the summer. Like, like what what were your thoughts on it, and just kind of like 
how you have you how, like how you felt about it recently? When I first listened to it, it's one of those albums that you know you listen to it and you're like, bro, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. The first track, you're like, wait, what, what's going on? Because <laughs> you know Drake. Bars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You <laughs> like know Drake. <laughs> you know Drake. You know the kind of vibe you're expecting. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. You know what you need to expect. So when I put on the album, I was just like, this is. This is different. <laughs> mm-hmm. But when you keep listening to it over and over again, you know, vibe, you know, it's bro. a vibe. You know that you like, you actually like it. It's just because of the artist has not been used to it. I really love that about artists when they're able to, you know, switch up yes. and still be great at what they do. They don't, they don't become predictable. Yeah, they don't become exactly. They don't switch it up. Yeah. I feel yeah, like yeah. he is really talented and it's just showing us like, hey, this is also what I can do. You know? He's good yeah, because that. I almost feel I almost it almost feels as though it's one of those things where he woke up one day and said, "You know what? I'm gonna prove my wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna prove my wrong." They're gonna feel as though I'm gonna drop a rap. I'm gonna be like, "Nah, I'm I'm literally gonna drop. I'm a rapper." We when have we ever seen a rapper in history yeah. have a full length like like that he's is... doing something? He's doing something that is like we're gonna look back years from now as like something that was really like influential. Exactly, because he's literally like I don't care like what you guys think. Of, Think of like what I should do. I'm literally going to do what I want to do, and that exactly. that really does it does take a lot of guts. It takes a lot of guts. Takes a lot of talent. Takes a lot of practice. Takes a lot of skills. Takes a lot of dedication. You know, yeah. I feel like he's he's made you it. You really got to be confident in yourself to do that. Yeah. The last episode, me and Maurice were saying like it was a creative risk. Yeah, it really it was, was a creative risk really because, was. because like he knew like I can't I can't like really like promote this. I have to like literally say. Cause like I was I was on Instagram Thursday that Thursday afternoon and I see Drake said albums out tonight I'm like wait what <laughs> <laughs> like he just dropped out last year he usually just drops like a mixtape or playlist the yeah. year after but he literally was like no like this is something I've been he said like six or seven months yeah like, literally six or seven months he's been, he's working, been working on, on it, it. And this is music that he loves and, and it, I really 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 was impressed with it I I really was impressed after listening to it it was because it caught everybody off guard because that's not what we were expecting yes. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, def- yeah, definitely, man. Well, David, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on. It's been amazing. And, and we, de- we definitely got to uh, uh, do, do this again when when Chris Brown drops his 11th album. I don't know when <laughs> it's going to be, but you know it's coming. <laughs> oh, we know it's coming. It has to. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Thank definitely. you so much for having me. Yeah, well, that wraps it up for tonight. I'm host Winston Burns. This has been Full Scope. See you later. <laughs>